me and Steph Curry with the shot. Ben cooking with the sauce. Chef Curry with the pot, boy. Live from the 301. Live from the pot. I want to welcome my audience back to another episode of Curry in the Pot. This is episode number 198. I'm your host, my Curry, and I'm back with another episode, man. It's been, it's been a while, bro. I'm just looking, and I just looked it up, man. The last episode I dropped was September 20th. I'm sitting here recording on Saturday, November the 5th, early morning hours, and I missed you guys, man. Um, Just real quick, I'm good, you know. I'm still doing a lot of other things, um, but I'm not going to lie to you guys, man. I want to be completely transparent, and I've I fallen out of love with doing the work, putting in the work, recording podcasts, and I don't. I, I feel like it's temporary, but honestly, and I feel like that's, that's been the case with a lot of things going on in my life. Um, certain, you know, things have been stagnant in certain areas. I'm not going to get too personal, but I feel good right now. I feel great. And, you know, my spirits are up. Um, I had a great week. I had a talk with myself. I had a talk with God and, you know, I had to get some things refocused and, you know, resharpened and, you know, I feel good. I'm ready to go. Um, but I'm okay. Um, I have been thinking about you guys. I love you guys. Um, you guys are what makes this thing go. And I'm back. I'm back. So I, I know I've been slacking. I, I already know. I already know. But I'm here, man. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. So today's topics are, I'm bringing it back, man. It's how we used to do it in the early days. I want to talk about Kyrie Irving. I also want to talk about the Brooklyn Nets. And Steve Nash was fired this week. Um, they got Ime Udoka now. Um, I want to talk NFL Week 9. I want to talk about these Philadelphia Eagles. I want to talk about these Los Angeles Lakers. And, of course, we got to talk this local news. Uh, obviously, Wizards. and uh, But I really want to talk about the Commanders. Uh, Dan Snyder has agreed to sell the team. We got Chase Young, who returned to practice this week. Oh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about, so let's get right into it. I want to start with Kyrie Irving and these Brooklyn Nets. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, spend too much time, but I want to just talk about everything that's, that's transpired, man. Um, so early, you know, it started real early in the week. Um, he had tweeted out a link, and it was anti-Semitic, and you know, the exchange with the reporter. Um, it, it was it got it got a little heated. It got a little heated. Um, he was saying, you know, why are you promoting this stuff? And Kyrie said, I'm not promoting it. You know, I just tweeted out a link, and you know, he wasn't apologetic at first. Um, you know, the Jews. I don't really want to really want to get too deep into politics and stuff like that. But Jews, Jews run the world. I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm, it, it's nothing to even sugarcoat about that. So. They, they, they ruled the world. Um, you know, there were Jews at the Nets game, like the next day after he posted that link, uh, sitting courtside wearing shirts that say anti-Semitic. And it just got kind of crazy. Uh, the NBA commissioner, Adam Silver, he is Jewish. And it's just a lot, man. It's just a lot. I kind of felt when he, he didn't, he didn't apologize until he got suspended. But I kind of felt like he was kind of forced to apologize. 
But that's not even really where I'm going. Where I'm going with this is yet Kyrie Irving is yet a distraction once again to his team, to the Brooklyn Nets. Did Kevin Durant sign up and want to play with Kyrie Irving? Absolutely. But Kevin Durant did not want to deal with this, the vaccination and, you know, all this all this hoopla and nonsense. Like, why would you want to subject yourself to all of this? Why would you want to be a part of all of this? You know what I'm saying? You know, he wanted to play with Kyrie the Hooper, Kyrie the basketball player. But what, what, what comes with Kyrie is he can be outspoken. He can have a very, very different opinion, i.e. the earth being flat. And he's not afraid to speak his mind. Which I, which I can respect, but like I said, Kevin Durant has to come to practice and answer questions about this. Kevin Durant just wants to hoop. If you know Kevin Durant, you know that's all he wants to do. And, you know, other teammates and, you know, owner, uh, GM, Sean Marks. And it's just a lot. It's just a lot because I know me personally, I wouldn't want to come to practice and, and answer questions. You know, it could probably be a little draining, a little overwhelming especially coming off the heels of that um, vaccine stuff that happened last year. And, you know, pro-choice, you know, I can respect I can respect it. You know what I'm saying? He, Now, I can respect someone taking a stand. I can I totally respect that. But now that he's becoming a repeated, a repeatedly distraction to his team, it's just I can't respect it. And now I think, and he may not even care, but I think he's hurting his pockets long term. You know, he's already made millions of dollars. Um, Nike just suspended him as of last night, um, and that's going to put a halt to his, his Kyrie signature shoe, Kyrie 8, and it's just like you're messing your money up now. Now, he may not even care. He, obviously, basketball players, I would say most, they don't even do it for the money. You know what I'm saying? They've been hooping their whole life. They've been playing this game that they love, but and he's already made you know hundreds and millions of dollars, but... He's messing up his money, and he's not being smart. And I think the Nets organization is done with him. I feel like they've been done with him, but now they're really, really done with this guy. So let's move on to Steve Nash, who got fired early this week. And I want to talk NFL trade deadline, too. I'm gonna, I'm, as soon, right, before, right after I get off this Nets thing, I'm going to talk NFL trade deadline. I just remember. But... I want to talk about Steve Nash being fired, and I spoke a little bit about this with my guy Mark P the other day, and let's just let's just call it what it is. Steve Nash was not the right guy for the job. He just he just wasn't. But in his defense, he had a lot to go through and a lot to endure. Let's take a second. Let's take a second. So, you know, Steve Nash is the coach, and they have this team. And then they make the trade to go get James Harden. And James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie, they only play like 20-something times. <laughs> and, you know, that's not his fault. That's not his fault, you know. Somebody was always hurt. And then, you know, the following year, you know, Kyrie vaccination issues, um, the whole vaccination situation. Uh, then you got James Harden wanting out of Brooklyn. Then you got... James Harden getting traded for Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons never plays last year. For what it's worth, he went through a lot, and I think that's a lot for any coach to go through because there's just so many different distractions. You can't get any set rotations. You can't. It's it's hard to get that that continuity and that chemistry when you have all these distractions going, and you got you know a player in here, a player in not here. 
KD Kyrie and James Harden never barely even playing together. You know, the best offense it never was. It's a lot for any coach. But I just don't think he was the right coach for the job. But as I said, we got to cut him a little bit of slack. Now, his rotations weren't good. You know, there were times I was I'm like, damn, you know, you know, he could, he could use LaMarcus Aldridge here. Or, damn, you know, maybe Blake Griffin could come in. And then when he finally put Blake Griffin in the Celtics series, Blake Griffin, you know, he was kind of cooking a little bit. Um, I just felt as though there wasn't a system in place, especially defensively. And when you're a coach and you don't have, and the players aren't buying in, that 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 that's that's not good, and that's a recipe for disaster. You got to get the players to buy in, and I felt as though the players never fully bought into Steve Nash. He was kind of just like, he was kind of just there. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't a respected voice, I don't believe, and he was just kind of just kind of out there, like Steve Nash, head coach. It didn't even it it doesn't even, it didn't even sound right, and it still doesn't sound right, and. I will say though he had a tough draw at it, man. That was that was rough. But they really shouldn't have brought him back this year. You know, they brought him back and they had, you know, the KD, you know, demanding the trade. And he said he wouldn't come back if Steve Nash came back. KD ends up coming back. Steve Nash ends up coming back. And now we got this of a debacle. Um the Brooklyn Nets are two and six, ladies and gentlemen. So it's <laughs> it's it's a lot. Um, they will get Ime Udoka. And what I will say for Ime Udoka, he did what Brad Stevens couldn't do. And what I mean by that is he was able to create a system that the players bought into. And you saw it, especially on defense. They really revved up their defense last year. Um, I felt, you know, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown were able to click even more. Um, you know, they finally said, Marcus Smart, you be the point guard. And I just felt as though he put a system in place for that whole team to be successful. And, you know, he was rewarded with an NBA Finals berth. And, I mean, you know, they were up 2-1 against the Golden State Warriors and then Steph Curry happened in Game 4. So, I think Ime Udoka, he'll be better than Steve Nash was. I believe that the players will listen to him. And he'll create a system that everyone will buy into. So, I, I think he's an upgrade for sure. So, for the trade deadline, we had a lot of moving parts. Um, the, the most trades in NFL history happened in this year's deadline. And I just wanted to talk about some that really stood out. Obviously, um, there were some good trades that happened before the deadline, including Christian McCaffrey becoming a member of the 49ers, Deion Jones joining the Cleveland Browns. Um, Robert Quinn had just got traded right before the deadline. And then on deadline day, uh, we had Roquan Smith, um, Roquan Smith going over to the Ravens. I, I really like that move for the Ravens because Patrick Queen wasn't it. If you were watching the game. But it kind of it kind of makes me wonder. Because Roquan Smith is an impending free agent. Are they, what are they going to do in this Lamar thing? What are they gonna, I, I really want to know what they're going to do. Um, Kadarius Toney was traded over to the Chiefs. I like that move. Um, TJ Hawkinson was traded in division to the Minnesota Vikings. Um... Uh, I hate that the Steelers, I mean, not the Steelers, I hate that the Bears, you know, like we've been, I've been, I've been saying, you know, obviously off there because I had been on the air, but, you know, Justin Fields needs some weapons. And they're like, hey, here's Chase Claypool. Like, come on, man. They got Donald Mooney, though. I like him, but Chase Claypool, I don't, I don't think that moves a needle. Um, Bradley Chubb, Bradley, I was going to say Chubb. Bradley Chubb was traded over to the Miami Dolphins. Um, the Broncos got a first out of that. 
So I can respect it, you know. And then he got rewarded with a brand new contract. So shout out to him. Another guy who hasn't been playing but just got traded, Calvin Ridley. Got traded over to the Jaguars. That was a quiet move. Uh, I do want to say this about the Falcons. And I've been, like I said, off the air. I've been saying stuff like this. And just I, I just don't, just because I haven't been recording and stuff like that, don't mean I, I'm completely checked out of sports. You know what I'm saying? I still love it. But the Falcons have done an exceptional job at, like, noticing players. I don't think Calvin Ridley's done by any means, but Julio Jones, they got him out of there. He's barely played since. Uh, Matt Ryan just got benched for Sam Ellinger. Like, the Falcons, they, they're looking to be ahead of the curve. And I, I've been, I've been you know, quietly impressed with what they've done so far this year. Um, but I just wanted to point that out, man. They, they, you know, they're getting value for players and stuff like that. Um, I don't really have a favorite trade. Um, I think Roquan Smith, he's a big deal, though. I like that trade. Um, I think that helps the Baltimore Ravens immediately. I think Kadarius Toney eventually could. I'm not going to say he could be Tyreek Hill because he's not as fast, but the guy is shifty, and he he's hard to bring down. I I, I think he could help the Chiefs soon. Um, these trades were cool. It, was, it wasn't like no mega stars getting traded, but... It, it was a very, very busy deadline, and I just wanted to, you know, kind of touch on that briefly. So, let's move on to NFL Week 9, and I don't think I'm going to talk about the Lakers. I know I said I would, but I don't think I'm going to do it. I, I don't really feel like it. <laughs> um, but I will lightly touch on the NBA. But, NFL Week 9 already kicked off of the first game, and, and since I'm already about to talk about Week 9, I'm going to talk about these Eagles as well. So... The Eagles defeated the Houston Texans in Houston 29-17 um, Thursday night. The Eagles did not cover the spread for my gamblers out there. But the Eagles are A and O. And I wanna I wanna say a couple of things. So I did pick the Eagles to win the NFC East this year. I thought they would be good, but I didn't think they would be eight and good. You know, like a six and two type of good. Um but I got to give myself credit when credit is due. I said the Eagles going to win the division. I, I, I said that. I, go go back and listen to the uh, season preview with B. Jones and Bank. We dropping a midseason recap, uh, midseason little pod next week. But, you know, I'm looking at these teams. They beat the Lions. They beat the Vikings. Vikings good team. Um, They beat the Commanders. They beat the Jaguars. They beat the Cardinals. They beat the Cowboys. Cooper Rush. Steelers, Kenny Pickett, Texans, Davis Mills. So, I just, I, I, I don't want to hate, but I do want to give credit because at the end of the day, you're beating who's in front of you. It's, it, it can't help who's in front of them. They're beating who's in front of them. They're beating who's in front of them. Um, you know, obviously, I pointed out, you know, they beat the Cowboys, Cooper Rush, um, Cardinals, no DeAndre Hopkins, Kenny Pickett, Steelers, Texans, who are worst team in football. Um, the Lions, we're not high on the Lions. Uh, Vikings, that one was impressive, though. It was on Monday Night Football because the Vikings, they haven't lost since. Um, but I don't I don't think, now, do I think they distanced themselves and separated themselves from the rest of the, the, rest of the league? Yes, but I do think 
when the playoffs roll around, they could get humbled by a team like the 49ers, just a team with that pedigree and prowess. I mean, we saw the Eagles get humbled, you know, when they made the playoffs and they played the Buccaneers. Um, I do think A.J. Brown has been a great addition, um, not just only for Jalen Hurts, but been a great addition to this team. You know, when you get one of those guys that's a top 10 type of receiver, it really, really helps a QB that has some deficiencies and is not the greatest quarterback. Um, but I, I've been impressed with Jalen Hurts as well. Uh, but I think the A.J. Brown, I, I feel like that's what's really put them over the top. Um, defense is also playing really well. You got that cornerback tandem of Slay and, and Bradbury back there. Um, they've been pretty good. Uh, you still got guys on the front seven like Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham. Uh, you still got some good players up there. So, like I said, I'm not, you know, it's a little, it reminds me of that Steelers when the Steelers were undefeated for all those weeks and they lost to the Washington football team. You guys remember that? It reminds me a little bit of that, but I think that this team is a little bit better. And they're also just beating whoever is on their schedule. And, you know, I, I, I can't knock it. I can't knock it. So, let's get into some predictions. I've, I've still been doing my predictions. I haven't been doing that well. I'm not even going to lie to y'all guys. A lot of you guys. NFL's been kind of wacky this year. Uh, but we got the Sunday Slate Vikings Commanders. Kirk Cousins returns to Landover. Um, this is tough. So I think the commanders are definitely surging in the right direction. And they got some good momentum, you know, with Taylor Heineke. I, am I doing this? <laughs> am I doing this right now? I'm going to I'm gonna take the commanders. Next game, Falcons Chargers. I'm rolling with the Falcons, man. The Chargers have key injuries, cluster injuries at wide receiver. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams will not be available. Um, expect a lot of targets to Eckler, Gerald Everett. Um, but I'm going with the Falcons, man. I'm going with them um, to keep doing their thing. Should get Cordero Patterson back, possibly in some uh, capacity. And that Chargers run defense is horrid. Next game, Dolphins, Bears. I'm going to take Miami here. Um, do not trust the Bears. I love Justin Fields. I know that's my guy. Um, but I got to roll with Miami. Uh, next game, Panthers, Bengals. I'm going to take the Bengals to bounce back. Uh, Joe Burrow is a little shaky without Jamar Chase. Uh, kind of got showed a little bit in that AFC North matchup. But that's a tough division, though. Uh, anybody can be anybody in that division. I'll say that. Uh, I got the Bengals. Next game, Packers, Lions. I don't know. I don't know. Isn't this the team that Aaron Rodgers allegedly owns? Bears, too, but damn. I don't think that I don't think this game would be as hard to pick as I thought. Uh I'm gonna go with the Packers. I'm gonna go with the Packers. No, I'm gonna I, I don't <laughs> I'm gonna go Packers. I'm gonna go Packers. Next game, Colts, Patriots. I'm gonna take New England. It's gonna continue to roll. I know I talk bad about the Patriots, but I didn't know they had this soft of a spot in their schedule. Like, these last couple of weeks been kind of soft. Patriots might sneak into the playoffs or something. I don't know. Uh, but I got the Patriots beating the Colts. Next game, Jets-Bills. I'm rolling with Bills Mafia to keep it going. Um, next game, Raiders-Jaguars. Oh, Give me the Raiders. Next game, Cardinals-Seahawks. I'm going to take the Cardinals to get some revenge. Next game, Rams, Bucks. Oh my goodness. Oh. Oh, I'm 
going to take the Rams. Next game, Titans, Chiefs, the Sunday nighter. I'm going to take Kansas City. Andy Reid off a bias money. Uh, I don't know about the minus 12 and a half, though. <laughs> uh, and then Monday nighter, we got the Ravens taking on the Saints. Ooh, some good games this week, man. I'm a, ooh. Mm. I would love for the Saints to win this game just for optics and the push narratives and agendas I got going on. I'm going to take the Ravens, though. And let's talk about some local news. Um, The Wizards were taking a smack city by the Brooklyn Nets, lost by 40, literally, um, last night. Um, but I've been pleasantly, I've, I've been I've been impressed with the Wizards from what I've seen. Obviously not that game. Um, they're currently 4-5, and five, but it's early, it's early, it's early. Um, I might as well talk NBA as a whole, then get into this local news. So, NBA is going, and y'all know I love the NBA. I just want to talk about these top, I'll go top 10 because we got play-in situations and stuff like that. And then interesting teams after that. Um, we got the Bucks, um, 8-0 right now, 7-1 against the spread for my gambling friends out there. Bucks have been rolling. They've been beating good teams too, by the way. Uh, you know, they beat the Nets, they beat the Sixers. Um they 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 even <laughs> these guys have been rolling. These guys have been rolling and what can you say about Giannis, man? What, what can you say about this guy, man? He listen, listen. I said this about a week ago, and Giannis is one of those guys that I could respect because you know, we're in, we're in this day and age of low management and guys sitting out and people not playing hard. Giannis plays hard every night. Every night Giannis is playing hard, bro. Like a superstar that plays that hard, you have no other choice but to respect it. Um, Bucks currently 8-0. Uh, Chris Middleton still isn't back yet. Pat Connaughton's not back. Uh, these guys are rolling. I know I said Pat Connaughton like he's important, you know, in the, you know, in the landscape of the league. But to this team, he's important. Uh, second place right now, the Cleveland Cavaliers. They've been rolling. There's uh, Garland been in and out the lineup. Eye injury, poked in the eye or whatever. Um, he came back the other day. Uh, they've been rolling. I've been impressed. I think J.B. Bickerstaff could potentially be coach of the year. Uh, Celtics, 5-3. and three. I think they've taken a slight step back. I think, I think you know, they've been blowing some leads. And, you know, I've been seeing, I think coaching matters a little bit. Um, Hawks, 5-3. and three. Um the Raptors five and four, Bulls five and five, Knicks four and four, Pacers four and five. Uh, shout out to Benedict Matherin. He's been balling over there for the Pacers. Um, I don't think it was Rookie of the Year. I think that'll be Paolo's award. But damn, he's been hooping too. Uh, Wizards four and five, Sixers four and six. James Harden is gonna miss time, and B's been in and out of the lineup. I think this is the time for Tyrese Maxey to do his thing. But Sixers, man, I don't know what's going on. Heat four and six. I think what's going on with the Heat is they're experiencing some new things. Tyler Hero is now transitioning from six man to starter. Uh, they'll be fine. They'll get in the playoffs, but East is he's good, man. The East is good. <laughs> um, Brooklyn Nets three and six. Hornets three and six. They're bad. Magic two and seven. They're bad. But shout out to my guy Apollo. He's different. Pistons, Pistons. They're gonna be Pistons. <laughs> The West, the Portland Trailblazers sitting up top the conference right now through eight games at six and two. Uh, Dame is out, but he'll be back. But I like this Portland team. You know, Jeremy Grant, Josh Hart. 
Um, Anthony Simons, Shaden Sharp. They got a lot of players. They got a lot of players on the team. Uh, can't forget about the big man Lurkage in the middle. They got players. Uh, Phoenix Suns, 6-2. I thought they would take a step back, but guess I'm wrong. Um, Utah Jazz, 7-3. That's been a huge surprise. We'll see how, they, how the Jazz fade out by All-Star break. I, I really want to see. Uh, Grizzlies, 6-3. Uh, Pelicans five and three. They've been having some injury shuffles, Brandon Ingram concussion, but they're all back. Um, they're gonna gonna take off soon. Denver Nuggets five and three. Uh, Mavericks five and three. Luka scored thirty or more in every game this year. Clippers five and four. Kawhi Leonard. I hope to see you back on the court soon. Uh, Spurs five and four. That's a little surprising. Thunder four and four. I made some money with the Thunder this year so far. Minnesota Timberwolves four and five and whoa whoa whoa, Golden State Warriors three and seven. The Golden State Warriors, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, are losers of five straight. Now, I'm not gonna panic. I'm not gonna overreact. You know, losing to they lost to the Hornets. They lost to the um, Pistons the next night. Um, and he got some revenge on him. Lost to the Magic. I I can't excuse that one because Clay and Curry went dumb. And then they lost to the Pelicans where they pretty much rested their entire team besides like Jordan Poole and all the other young guys. Now, these little losses right here, they don't surprise me. The, the losing streak concerned me. But, you know, dropping a game here and there to these type of teams doesn't really surprise me. You know why? Because they're the Golden State Warriors. They're defending their main champions. They're just trying to get back to the playoffs. And now we're going to turn it on. But, you know, these young teams, these Pistons and the Magic and the Hornets, they get up to play the Warriors. Are the Warriors going to get up to play the Houston, I mean, not the Houston Rockets, but the Detroit Pistons, the Charlotte Hornets, and Orlando Magic? Hell no. They're not going to get up to play these guys. So, they're just, they haven't hit their stride, obviously. But, you know, teams, they have a target on their back. When you're the NBA champs, everybody is gunning for you. Everybody. So, this, this sluggish start, this five-game, I don't know, five-game five losing streak's a bit excessive, but I'm I'm not surprised. Let me just say that. Um, Who's next? The, the Kings, two and five. Lakers, two and six. I said I wasn't going to talk about the Lakers, but damn it, I have to. Um, I do think Russell Westbrook coming off the bench is good, but I do think they need to just run the offense through this guy, man. He... He just can't be forced and stuff. But he looks comfortable in this role coming off the bench. I'm happy for him. You know, Darvin Ham, he's doing what Frank Vogel wouldn't do. And I, I suggest this last year they should bring Russ off the bench. Darvin Ham, clearly smarter than Frank Vogel and clearly smarter than me. And he's like, damn it, this is what's going to work. So I think the Lakers will be fine. They'll they'll hit their stride soon. No LeBron said he's been battling like a little illness. Um, AD, though, only player averaging two steals and two blocks. Been impressed. But I need to see a little bit more from the Lakers. They need some more shooting, though, man. Just maybe, like, one more shooter. Um, But sh uh, that's my team, so shout out to them. And then the Houston Rockets last place, 1-8. I don't think anybody's shocked. Um, Let's transition to local news. Just talk about the Wizards. Um, The Commanders. My guy Chase Young returned to practice this week. Will be inactive for Sunday's game against Minnesota. But... I'm just happy to see him back out on the field. Hopefully, we get him, they get him back in the next game against the Eagles Monday night game. Have a longer week. That that would be ideal, to be honest. Um, 
Oh, Dan Snyder has agreed to sell the team. Um, Bank of America is going to handle it. Uh, but, and it's been reported that Jeff Bezos and Jay-Z are potentially looking to bid and purchase the team. So I, I would like that. Um, you know, Jeff Bezos, very innovative. Obviously, the, you know, the founder, owner, creator of Amazon. Um, Jay-Z, you know, he's been doing his thing in the business realm for a very long time. I would love to see it. I would really love to see it, you know. So let's see if it happens. Let's, let's manifest that. Uh, but I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank everybody for the continued love and support. I'm your host, I'm your guy, Mike Curry, and I really enjoy being back. And you guys can literally hear the excitement in my voice. This is fun. Uh, I'm just going to hope for some consistency to keep it going. Episode 200 coming soon. Uh, and yeah. So thank you guys for the continued love and support. I love you guys. Thank you. Episode number 198 is done. Peace.